The following contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies. Listeners, welcome to episode 38 of Teen Girls Investigate Crime Podcast. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. So, guys, I'm a little bit heated about something because we're literally like one day off from having a new episode air on our birthday. That would be, okay, I, I cannot believe that. Like, I understand that's how the calendar works and shit. Like, yeah. it just, it's obviously out of our control. And I was not gonna like air our episode on a Friday because then, like, the balance would all be off and shit. True. Like, we're, we're a Thursday show because I stand by this. We were talking when we first started about what day to air this on, and I was like, Thursday, because all the best shows air on Thursday. Law and Order, Grey's Anatomy, Friends used to air on Thursdays, Gossip Girl used to air on Thursdays, all the best shows air on Thursdays. I didn't know that, but I actually love airing on Thursdays, because Thursdays is always a day when I have time to listen to podcasts. Yeah, I mean... I will say that. I just, I love Thursday, so I was not about to have an episode go on a Friday, just so it could be on a birthday. Yeah. Also, I'm really upset because Izzy and I can't be together for our exa- actual birthday. I know, it's so sad. We can hang out, what is this? It'll be like our few days after our birthday. Yeah, I think we're going to hang out the Sunday after. So, kind of sad. And but we're getting a cookie cake! We're getting a cookie cake. So, yeah, we're getting a really cool, yummy chocolate chip cookie cake. Very excited. Very excited. Very excited. We're going to describe, like, our theme, and they're going to, like, pick it out and, like, design it for us, which is kind of exciting because all, the, like, these other places we looked at, you just picked, like, a color and what you wanted to say. And this one, you, like, get to describe your theme. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll have our logo on there. That'd be hella cool. No, there's an option where you can do that. Oh, oh, we're Like, there's literally that. an option. So, honestly, guys, stay tuned because I'm definitely posting about this on Instagram. Yeah, maybe. This, this is the time I really go viral. <laughs> no, literally, like, I just, I honestly can't believe we've been around for a year. That's nuts. Like, that is insane to me. Like, the amount of character development. Character development. Um, of our podcast. Oh, my God. I freaking love our podcast. Also, it is, like, the best thing for back-to-school icebreakers. No, literally. You know how many times, like, if I had to say something that's, like, share something that's surprising about you. Like, Before, oh. I would have been so lost, but I was like, yeah, I have a true crime podcast. Yeah. And, like, teachers think it's cool, too. It's not even just, like, a student thing. No, yeah, it's, like, everyone. And also, like, what's so awesome is we have, apparently, like... You guys listen from all over the world. Oh, yeah. We were going through all the cities where people listen only on Apple Podcasts. And we were shocked. Like, we're just sitting there and scrolling through, like, all over the United States. Like, I was in so much shock. Also, apparently we're very popular in Denmark. So, shout out to our Denmark. Yeah, hey, guys. Denmarkian proper term? No. Shout out to our listeners in Denmark. We really appreciate it because there were so many different cities where people listen from in Denmark. Danish. 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 Okay, thank you. Th- yeah. Thank you guys so much for our Danish listeners. Yeah, thank you. We love you guys. We love all of you guys. Honestly, I've seen that we've had a lot of listeners in India recently as well. Yeah. So, hi Honestly, to you guys. So cool that we're all over the world, especially because we're, like, in English, and English is not exactly, like, a... I guess it's commonly spoken, but it's not, like, a lot of, like, first languages for countries. Yeah. I think it's so, just the United States where, like, people only speak one language. Uh, everywhere yeah, else, no, they everywhere speak else people speak, like, three languages, and they're like, oh, yeah, um, I learned all of them, in, like, in school. Um, honey, I've been taking Spanish for 13 years, and I've learned the same thing every year th- for the past, like, 10. Yeah. We should be fluent in Spanish. Like, three times over by now. I don't understand how we're not. Okay, we've gotten so off topic. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, literally, we've been trying to record for, like, an hour, and we've just been talking, and also, like... 
during this podcast, I've gotten like three calls for some reason on my computer, so I've had to like edit them out. Anyways. Yeah, anyway, today we are covering a little bit more of like a standard disappearance case, which are Mm -hmm. actually kind of my personal favorites, because I just feel like sometimes the crazier the case gets, like the harder it gets to like come up with your own theories. That's so true. And this one you have a lot. Yeah, and I feel like we've been doing some different cases, and which is great. Like we gotta gotta keep Mm -hmm. things balanced, but like... Let's, we're going to go back to something a little more classic today, because we used to do a lot more of these, and I feel like we don't anymore, which kind of yeah. makes me sad. So, we're going to do the disappearance of Jennifer Cass. So, Jennifer Joyce Cass was born on May 20th of 1981 in New Jersey. She was raised by her parents, Drew and Joyce Cass, and she moved to Tampa, Florida before beginning high school. She attended and graduated from Vivian Gaither High School in Tampa. And then went on to go to college at the University of Central Florida in Orlando. So she's been in Florida for most of her whole life, just except for, like, the, you know, young years at New Jersey. Um, And she graduated in 2003 with a bachelor's degree in finance. And during the time leading up to her disappearance, she had a job as a financial manager at Central Florida Investments Timeshare Company. That's kind of a mouthful. Fancy. She's like, oh, where do you work? Oh, I work at Central Florida Investments Timeshare Company (laughs) as a financial manager. I don't know what a financial manager does, but it sounds really important. I don't understand anything about finance or accountants. Like, honestly, I, I like I have no idea how work works. Like, people are like, oh, yeah, I have so much work I have to do. Like, what do you do? Like, do, does your boss hand you papers and you fill them out? Like, I literally don't know how it works. That is such a good question. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. Like, what are you doing all day? I, I understand you have to do something, but, like, what is it that you're doing that's taking so much time? literally and like meetings what are meetings what are you talking about like what okay when people say oh like work and school are not the same thing like i work you go to school not the same thing like i'm an adult here's the argument i make every time i didn't pick to go to school yeah you pick to go to work if you don't like that your job that's not my problem yeah for real so yeah it's just confusing and like i want to be a lawyer and i feel like it's because it's one of the few jobs i can actually conceptualize what you do, <laughs> what you do all day. Day. like lawyer teacher firefighter same with me like publisher you read books say oh this will sell yeah sell it but like other job like office like no typical office jobs no. i don't understand what you do like really my mom does off. marketing don't understand it i don't understand any of that <laughs> Anyway, so she is clearly understanding what she's doing as a financial manager, so that's kind of cool. Very smart. Um, she recently purchased a condo in Orlando, and she had also been in a serious relationship with a man named Rob Allen. They had been dating long distance because he lived in Fort Lauderdale, but they'd actually been together for a year, and their relationship mm-hmm. was described by others as very genuine, and her mom even like said she was definitely in love. Aww. Also, this is totally random, but, like, I identified with her, but she was, like, a huge fan of Law & Order. Also thought it was interesting because, you know, she was, like, went missing and, like... Yeah. And I, she was blonde and she lived in Orlando. I don't live in Orlando. Are you Jennifer Kiss? I'm, like, so much younger than her. Also, like, when Turns out Jillian is Jennifer Kiss. Have any of you seen that movie, The Orphan? No. Like Wait, you just asked, like, you're like, have any of you here? You know, <laughs> I sometimes literally think you guys are in my computer while I'm talking to you, and I'm sorry for that. We need to have, like, a live show one time. No, we really do. That would be so fun. Guys, we should have a live show. Have you guys heard like, of that? You know podcasts, like, go on tour? Yeah, they do. Like, like before guys, the pandemic? If you are interested in that, I know there may not be that many of you. Actually, there are kind of a lot of you. Yeah, but like, but like, not enough to do a tour. Like, we can substantiate an out-of-state tour. But we went to a virtual tour, though. 
a virtual live show. Actually, that'd be so cool. That makes way more sense. Then we don't have to like pay money to travel. Yeah, we just have to like. Literally, we could just have episodes and like have people sit in on them. We could have like a Twitch stream. I don't know what Twitch is. It's basically like it's literally that. Honestly, would you guys follow us on Twitch? I don't. I'm still understand what Twitch is. So I don't know if I can do that. Or would you watch a live stream? Like literally, guys. Like email us. No one emails us. No one emails us. But, like, guys, just pop in, say hi. Share some cool stories with us. Actually, that would be so cool. So many podcasts do, like, listener stories. No, yeah, you guys need to do that. Tell you what. Come through. If we get enough stories from you guys... Okay, this is so, so spontaneous. If enough people, like, email us with, like, creepy listener stories, just anything that relates to true crime, supernatural stuff, literally anything, it could be totally a loose tie. Yeah. Email us the story, and if we get enough of them, we will make an episode. Like, a special random episode we will. for all of like, you Like, it doesn't even have to be about you. Like, it can be a story that your friend told you. It just has to be long enough and clear enough to the point where we can talk about it on an episode. Well, yeah, we will do that. This is so spontaneous, but literally, if we get enough, we will make a real episode. Not a bonus episode. We will make a full, real episode Available to everyone. Yeah. This was so... so this is so... We literally didn't talk about this before, but, like, guys, seriously, like, we've been yeah. around for a year. We have listeners from all around the world. Like, tell us cool stuff that's happened that you want us to, like, talk about or that you're connected to or that's happened to you or just, like, cool, like... I don't even know. It's gotta be, like, true crime, supernatural. True crime, supernatural. But, like, well. some... some it honestly, it can be loosely related. Just like, some, someone. <laughs> like, oh, this guy who talked to me turned out to be a cult leader on the subway. <laughs> like, literally, like, something like that. We will put that on a story, as long as it's not... Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> tangent. Tangent over. Yeah. Let's get into timeline. Okay, so, timeline. The week before the disappearance, um... Jennifer and her boyfriend Rob went on a weekend getaway to St. Croix. I'm not really sure where that is. I think it's the Bahamas or Mexico. Well, it's not. It's its own thing. It is? It's, a, it's, it's one of those islands, yeah, it's right? A, it's a British or a U.S. Virgin Island. The Canary? I don't, really I don't. Canaries in Spain, honey. Don't. I hope you've oh never God. taken a geography quiz in your life. Dude, I had to do a whole map of the United States in fifth grade, and I thought... Boston and Seattle were states, and I had Ohio on there twice, and my teacher called me out in front of my whole class. Oh my god. Yeah, and I was the new kid, so that didn't help. Yeah, anyways. The Boston and Seattle were states. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I was still two states under, so. That's like the states game in Friends. Yeah. Have you ever tried to do it? I have not, and I will not be doing that. I've done it before. I would fail. Anyways, so apparently this weekend was, like, the weekend that the couple truly realized that they were deeply in love with each other, and, like, all of their friends and family agreed, like, they were, like, smitten. Smitten? What are you, a 50-year-old woman? (laughs) (laughs) And while she was away, her brother Logan and some of his friends actually stayed at her condo in Orlando. So, January 26th of 2006, at about 6 p.m. that day, when Jennifer got home from her trip, her mother remembers getting a call from her, and she shared, like, every single detail of her trip, and she claims that Jennifer was, quote, on a cloud. On a cloud. And that was literally the last ever confirmed, like, the, or, sorry, the last ever confirmed, like, sign of life was a call that Jennifer made to Rob around 10 p.m. on the night of January 23rd. 
So, apparently this call actually didn't go very well due to the fact that they had a disagreement. Ew. So, this is believed to be due to the fact that, like, long distance had just been taking a toll on their relationship, and the distance that, like, must have been so much more apparent following this, like, super intimate vacation that they just shared. Like, I mean, obviously, like, apparently this was the weekend they realized they were truly in love, and then they were separated again. Yeah. And that was actually the final time that anyone is, like, known to have spoken to Jennifer. So, January 24th of 2006, which is the next day, in the early morning, Jennifer's parents got a call from her work, actually, that notified them that Jennifer had not shown up to work that morning. And, like, obviously this was really weird and, like, really unlike her, um, her parents got a call. It's kind of weird. I'm actually not sure about that. Like, that's something that wasn't really specified. I think maybe because they were listed, like, when she, in her application or something. Uh, yeah, maybe it's, like, emergency And she was, like, a financials... Like, she did, like, an actual job. Like, she wasn't working at, like, a Wendy's. <laughs> so, like, that's, like, her to not show up, like, no call, no show, that's, like, a big thing. Mm-hmm. And this was really unlike her, but her parents, like... Of course, they didn't think the worst at first, so they called her, and they were immediately worried because her phone went straight to voicemail, and apparently this hadn't happened since she got her phone when she was 16. Okay, bullshit. Which is total bullshit, but I mean, like, whatever. (laughs) It's a little bit of an over-exaggeration. Basically, it was just very unlike her. And the Cassis... The Cassis? Cassis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Decided to go to Jennifer's condo along with their son Logan to see what was going on, and... They actually lived two hours away, so for them to, like, drop everything and go must have meant that they were, like, actually really worried, and when they got to her house, everything seemed totally normal, except for the fact that she wasn't there, and her car wasn't there, and, like, the only weird thing was that her purse, phone, and wallet were nowhere to be found, along with her car and herself, and there was actually, like, a damn towel on the floor of her bathroom, so she must have been there, like, not too far before this. Yeah. And by nightfall, Jennifer's parents had actually alerted their friends and the police of her absence, and they gathered at her condo to do a search for her. And after looking for her and passing around her picture and missing flyers, the police finally made the decision to pronounce her missing that night. And I'm just, like, that moves so fast. Like, especially for an adult, like... Because she was a white woman. Yeah, literally. A younger white woman. Literally. With no history of mental health issues. And since she was in that age range where it was, like, 20 to 30... Like, if this was a teenager, she would have been a runaway. Yeah. If this was someone who was a minority, they wouldn't have done anything. If this was a sex worker, they wouldn't have done anything. Like, I just don't... It well, kind of makes me mad. It, that's how it works. It sucks. It yeah. sucks. Like, that's, that's like why so the... many cases get fucked up. I know. It's terrible. It's, it's awful. Anyways, so the next day, January 20... Or, this is a few days later. So, January 26th. Jennifer's black Chevy Malibu was actually found in another apartment complex's parking lot um, that was about a mile away from her condo. That's weird. Which is really weird. And there was actually, like, apparently, like, damage on the hood of the car, too. Like, and that was something that wasn't really talked about or discovered until really recently, that, like, there was potentially a struggle that happened on top of her car. Oh. Which on, is, on like... On top of her car? Yeah, like, on the hood. It was, like, oh. dented. And they actually anticipated finding Jennifer, like, or her belongings or any evidence of anything when they found her car. Like, they thought she was going to be in the trunk or something. But they found nothing. And there was no apparent sign of struggle, no DNA, like, that they could find in the car. And that day, the police actually examined the surveillance footage from the apartment complex where Jennifer's car was. And they saw that 
the man who was in her car pulled up around 12 p.m. And he sat in the car for about 30 seconds and then just simply walked away. Oh. And this, you know why this guy was so lucky? He literally, they failed to identify him because he looked, the only frame where he actually looked at the camera, his face was covered by a lamppost. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, they know what he looks like, his body, just not his face. And this obviously led to nothing, and this is the only lead that has really been ever found for this case. So it seems like Jennifer just, like, disappeared into thin air. They've never found a body, never found any evidence of anything, like, substantial, at least. Yeah. So, yeah. That's nuts. All right, so we're going to talk about some suspects and theories, even though she kind of basically just poofed into the air. Yeah. Um, so the first one is, like, the most notable, I think, from this case, and that's the construction worker theory. Ooh. So when Jennifer moved into her apartment complex in November of 2005, the building was still under construction and not at full capacity. And actually, I've, like, lived in this experience. I lived in Same with me! For, like, a little bit, and the place was still being, like, built, and, like, Ooh. there was only, like, nine... It was only, like, 9% full or something. Oh, my God. And, like, most of us still under construction. We were actually living in a temporary apartment because we were supposed to move into another one. There's, like, honest to God, nothing creepier than, like, kind of an empty apartment complex. Oh, God, it's sketch. Um, so I kind of, like, understand what it's like. There's, like, constantly, like, dirt... In places, just because there's, like, like construction. People, construction, people walking around, people dropping things, and it's just, it's it's not pleasant. I will, will be honest about that. Yeah. And so during that time she was living there, there were always just construction workers around and construction sites, and there was just, they were always there. Mm-hmm. Um, she mentioned numerous times to her family and friends that the construction workers would constantly stare and catcall her. Ugh. And this was, like, getting to the point where she was incredibly uncomfortable walking around her own apartment complex. That's horrible. It's awful. And so her dad tells a story about how she needed work done in her house during the day, but refused to let people into her house when she wasn't home. This got to tie back to, like, the law and order thing. Because mm-hmm. I would never let someone in my house when I'm not home. Yeah. It sketches me out. Anyway, she called her dad and then stayed on the phone with him while the construction workers were in the apartment. Again, smart law and order move. Her dad noted that they didn't speak any English, which, like, okay. first Unnecessary. of all, he wasn't there, so, like, eh. Um, and then, also, this is where the theory kind of drops off for me, personally, because it almost, like, comes off as he was, like, being racist. He, like, he, he was like, being very, like, like race-specific. Yeah, he seems. went to point out that they didn't speak any English, and, like, in his mind, that made them kind of suspicious. Yeah. Which I don't like at all. That's terrible. That yeah, that is kind of terrible. Like they might have cat called her, which is awful. But like, I don't, but does like, that really incriminate them? Exactly. Like if they were just dudes being dudes. Like I've been cat called multiple times, but I'm not about to like clutch my purse because they're like I clutch my purse. Do you not clutch your purse when you get cat called, or anyone on the street tries to talk to you? No. I only don't if they have a dog. Dog like people with dogs, I trust. I actually sometimes, like, have you ever seen, like, someone with a dog that just gives you bad vibes? Yes. Like, do you remember the time we were walking Moose, who's Jillian's dog, and he barked at that dude? Yeah, well, that dude didn't have a dog. I thought he was sketchy. He was really fucking sketchy. He didn't have eyebrows. I don't trust anyone on the street unless I know them or they, like, look familiar. Because we live in kind of, like, a smaller neighborhood area, and I feel like a Mm -hmm. lot of people look somewhat familiar. Like, you know them from somewhere. Somewhere. But, like, if I don't know somebody and they don't have a dog or, like, a kid that seems to like them... True. 
Like, if the kid seems disconnected, something's off there, too. can be a bit sketch. And there are some sketchy people who live in our Yeah, no. And, town. like, especially, like, when I go on breaks at work, it's, like, usually, like, 9 o'clock at night, and I could be hanging out, like, near other, like, families and stuff, and, like, sketchy, like, homeless people will come up and, like, talk to me. Yeah. And, like, like sit on benches next to me. Yeah, that's happened to me, too. And, like, it freaks me out. Yeah, but I mean, like, COVID. Yeah. Like, that really scares me. Yeah, exactly. But I will say, this guy, like, specifically pointing out that they weren't speaking English and kind of insinuating that he didn't trust them more because of that is definitely This is where the theory totally drops off, because he, like, goes to point that out in a part of his whole, like, theory. Because this is basically, like, founded on her dad. So, then, later on, one of the construction workers were, like, arrested for an unnamed crime, but, again, a crime could be jaywalking. Literally. Or, like, minor shoplifting. Like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't. If it was a sex crime, we would probably know. You would know. Or kidnapping. It would be reported. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't just be, like... An unnamed crime. An unnamed crime. So, I think it's, like, totally insignificant. And then her dad, at some point, I guess, asked this guy about Jennifer. I don't really know how this happens. And claims... He claims, in English, that the last time... (laughs) Sorry, I, like, felt the need to point that I was reading this article. No, how did he ask him if he didn't no, speak English? I don't English? know, I was reading this, and it's, like, talking about how her dad had this conversation with this dude, and I'm thinking to myself, I thought the dude didn't speak English, the fuck? Okay, that's so weird. Anyway, apparently he claims that the last time he saw her, she said that, like, he was doing work in her apartment, and he said that she told him that when he had to leave, just to lock up behind him. And, honestly, it was probably just, like, him misremembering, or maybe he you know, didn't fully understand her. Yeah. So, honestly, it seems kind of insignificant. Yeah. It was probably just a misremembering thing. Yeah. Someone else told him to do that who was also... If it was an apartment building in Orlando, I'm sure there were plenty of women between the age of 20 and 30, like, white blonde women. Yeah. Like, could have just mixed that up. I'm sure he did a lot of, like, renovations on people's apartments. And also, sometimes there are, like, weird rules and stuff that they have to follow. Yeah. So. I don't know. So, I just... I honestly think that's such an insignificant theory. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it is significant that this woman was... It, no, like, it literally isn't significant. I just it's not it's relevant like, to her missing. No, I don't think so. I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I've been catcalled before, but, like, are those going to be the people I necessarily turn to if I were to disappear? No. No, because it happened, like, one time on the street. And clearly, like, literally... People who catcall, like, young... Like, I look like a little boy. If people are catcalling me, then there's clearly something wrong with them. Like, I just don't... Catcallers? I'm stupid. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's always just more likely to be someone that's actually in your life. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not gonna be some rando construction worker. Especially if, like, there's no apparent sign of stalking. Or anything like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that kind of turns to our next theory. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about boyfriends. <laughs> so, like, honestly, Robert was cleared, who is her current boyfriend, but he's a little sus. I mean, they were fighting the day that she went m- missing, and, like, I don't know. He gives me weird vibes. He does Just going to be honest. Vibes. Honestly, like, he, they, like, said he, like, cleared him, but, like, honestly, he gives me such sketchy vibes. I can't yeah. really explain why. He just does. But I will say he was in a totally different state. I mean, was he? Aren't they long it, distance? Yeah, he lived in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, so it wasn't, like, really. It was a couple hours. Yeah. So maybe they totally cleared him because, like, 
I mean, it wasn't really was personal, but I just think he's kind of sketchy. Yeah, he's a little sketchy, lie. though, I will say. And her ex, Mark, was at a bar across the street from her apartment the night before her disappearance. But, like, it was a popular bar, and she lived in, like, Florida, and she, he probably lived near her. So him going to that bar is just kind of, like... Yeah, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. No, like, it's... Just because he's her ex doesn't mean that he's sus. Especially yeah, exactly. if, like... No details about their breakup, like, or their breakup yeah. being, like, messy or what anything. What if they have, like, an amicable bla- breakup and this guy's just like, oh, he yeah. was at the bar! He was at the bar! It was him! And it's like, I just wanted yeah. a burger, man. He's like, I just wanted a beer <laughs> yeah, and some chicken wings. Leave me alone. Yeah. So, I just honestly don't think the boyfriends, other than Rob, who's a little sus, but, yeah, overall, I don't know. So, this case was about to just end here. And this was going to be the episode. Yeah. <laughs> However, right before we record, I was just, like, reviewing sources. And I found this whole theory, and I was like, dude, Izzy, I solved it. And <laughs> so here's the guy that I think did it. So there is this, like, creepy coworker that she worked with. Obviously, she worked with him. But he worked in her office, and he <sighs> just paid, like, special attention to Jennifer, which is especially weird because he was married. Okay, no. Yeah. And this guy's already a douche. Then... There was this, like, incident when she went on this trip with her boyfriend before she left. She, like, said something about it, and he was, like, got all mad and com- confrontational about, like, her going what? on a trip with her boyfriend. Which, like, dude, the fuck? Like, what? it's none of your business. Yeah. Um, and then he was actually late to work on the day she disappeared. Didn't show up until noon. Oh, and she went missing in the morning, too. Yeah, well, that, like, no one heard us from her since the night, but, like... I mean, honestly, it kind of makes sense in the morning because of the towel thing and, like... And the car was dropped off at 12 p.m. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the ex- his excuse was a traffic ticket, but, like, that was literally never proven. Ugh. And then... And that's a totally provable thing, too. Here is, like, the little little cherry. Um, he said to a co-worker later when they were talking about Jennifer being missing, he said, word for word, she's likely eaten up by alligators already. Oh my god, how have they not looked into this guy? How do we not know his name? How is he not in a jail cell? Yeah, uh, I got no answers. Like, why would you say that, even no, if you, what? like, even if you didn't murder her? Even if you were, like, a totally innocent... That's not a normal thing to say, especially when someone's missing. Like, what the And hell? that's so specific. Yeah, no... I feel like there's a couple of random true crime cases that there's always this someone who's just like, oh, they were eaten by alligators. And then they it's were always eaten in Florida. By alligators. It's like always Florida or South Carolina, someone's consumed by an alligator. Yeah. That's an interesting way to dispose of a body, I must say. It is, it it's is. It's kind of sad because then you're eventually shit out by an alligator. Oh. <laughs> it's not funny, but it is. Did you ever watch that video of that guy getting, oh no, he was eaten by a snake? Never mind. But he, like, literally made a snake eat him, and he ended up, like, they ended up having to kill, like, it was a giant snake. Like, the snakes in the Amazon that, like, eat horses. Ew. And it, oh my like. God. Did you, sorry, did you see that lady who went to the Met Gala dressed as, like, a horse? No, I did not okay. see that. Sorry, I felt like the need to share that. <laughs> she went dressed as a horse? Oh, hold on, I feel like I need to show you the picture. Okay, anyways, yeah, well, this guy was, like, getting eaten by a snake, and it, like, broke both of his arms and his collarbones and, like, all of his ribs. And he ended up being like, okay, never mind. <laughs> Who the hell is that? I don't know. She's kind of like a, like, I've never heard of her, but, like, well, King there's a reason for Petrus. it if she's dressed like... She's a... wearing a horse. Oh, my God. I kind of love the Met Gala. Oh, my God. Isn't that, like, a TikTok sound? What? 
I'm Kim Petras, and I fucked your boyfriend. What? Oh. I've never heard that. Have you never heard that? We're not on the same side of TikTok. No, yeah, true. Because I'm not. And that was like six months ago. (laughs) All right, guys. This was the disappearance of Jennifer Cass. Tune in for another new episode in two weeks, and if you can't wait that long, subscribe to our Patreon for bonus episodes. Heck yeah, we have some awesome stuff on there, guys. Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, it's so worth it. But we will talk to you again soon, and bye! Bye!